And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And guys, what's up? Huh? What's up? Yeah, right. Scary movie style. Yeah, I was going to say, we should, it's Halloween, it's the scariest mo- month of the year. Let's watch some scary movies. Okay. You know, I always think of the uh, what's up more from the the like Budweiser Bullfrogs. I don't even think they said what's up, did they? They're, no, they were the Bud, wise, Bud wise, or I don't know why I get those confused. Was up was a beer. It, was it Budweiser it, also? I think it even was Budweiser, right? But I don't remember what the mascot was, is that says WhatsApp. It's just it was, guys saying "What's up" on the phone. Oh, you're right. Oh, okay. And then they took that for a scary movie. Very clever of them. I was I the mean, one that like, really ages well is the very specific Nike basketball ad that's in the sequel, the scary movie too. <laughs> it's like people in a dark room bouncing it, and if you watch it now, it is, it is. I, I'm like I don't even remember hardly what this is. Like, what are we doing? I think it's I mean insane. that's sort of why those movies stopped being made. You know, after like superhero movie and epic movie was like they made like two of those a year, but they were very specific to like a trend of that. Like, they were like the most recent reference they could possibly have filmed and released quickly, right. and it showed. Yeah, I mean, it's sort yeah. of like like Weird Al stopped doing like studio albums because he was like at some point like i'm going to make a song and it's not going to come out for like three years because of the the whole process of making an album and at that point the song is so wildly out of date that like Mm -hmm. it just doesn't it it doesn't make sense anymore so like it yeah i i would if we ever if we ever do go back and watch those scary movies i'm gonna i'm i would bet there's probably like 10 to 12 references in those movies that are just gonna be like completely like just a part of that era did not age well and just left our brains completely at least and the the fact that they're also referencing they're always referencing movies that they assume everyone has seen at that point but even now it's like has everyone seen you know i don't know the exorcist and i don't know it just feels like there's a lot of younger people who if they even watch those movies like they would not know half of the things being referenced ah i'm yelling at my cloud yeah damn kids Go watch the classic scary movies. Well, why don't we talk about some movies we've seen and see if any of us has watched any of these scary movies, huh? How about that? Okay. Thank you, Robert. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. Robert, what movies have you seen? Besides I hope movie, you're one, ready two, one through five. to for me to dictate this to you. Um, been watching lots of horror movies since the month started, uh, with a few other random movies sprinkled in. So first up, what I just mentioned, The Exorcist. Uh, I think that was my first one of the month. Um, or no, that wouldn't be the first one of the month. This was you um, prepping to watch a scary movie later. You want to watch everything they yeah. reference? Mm-hmm, 100%. That's why you knew the um, Nike ads, because you've been watching those too. You know it. Uh, Exorcist is super scary. I still find it very disturbing. Uh, I think it does things that other movies haven't repeated for a reason, because they're just so tough to watch. The little girl, like the fact that it's like that young of an actress, like 
mutilating herself and it's just it's just horrifying it's just i i feel like it's a it's a huge lauded horror movie for a reason because it really is chilling uh i love it scares the hell out of me uh did something lighter after that little shop of horrors y'all know i love little shop not super horrific i mean there's the the murderer's plant element but it's a pretty fun musical probably my favorite musical um would love to catch it live sometime um wish i could have seen our high school version oh well <laughs> the, um, the show, you mean the show that almost bankrupted the drama department for hell yeah dude years? like it's like spider-man turn off the dark i love to see those sloppy shows that... i mean the show itself was not sloppy that was the sure that was sure the, sure the, yeah but the was... drama behind it yeah um I, yeah i watched i was directly uh, uh victim of the of the trauma behind it <laughs> anyways <laughs> i watched uh muppet treasure island um Great. which i had not seen in a while and that's delightful as always love i haven't seen all the muppet movies but i really like that one what is you're your not, favorite muppet movie wait 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 wait. first are, are you counting this as a horror movie or this is this no is just... this is just the movies <laughs> okay. i've seen pirates but, are scary. i mean pirates are scary yeah. um Some of the no muppets this was are pretty scary. the the doughboys are covering pirate themed stuff this month and so i watched it in preparation um, it's gotcha. good. And, okay. And, now and my Andrew's, favorite Muppet Andrew's movie, there we go. if you're if you're curious, is I believe Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the probably the superior version of the story, in my opinion. I, Michael Caine is an amazing Scrooge, and all the Muppets are fun, and there's great songs, and I just think it's a moving, a very fun and moving adaptation. Um, Final Destination, watch that with a group. Good fun. Uh, that crafty death, always trying to kill you in creative ways. Um, this is just the first one? Just the first one, yes. Um, and then I also watched The Ring, the American version, you know, we watch. Ah, uh, another great one. Talked about it a million times on here. Set in Seattle, which makes it extra spooky. Um, love the, like, color filter on it. It's such an, a weird kind of washed out, kind of grim look to it all. What? Um why was what? I thinking Sarah Michelle Geller was in that? Is that she is the in grudge? The Grudge, okay. which was another similar Americanized remake? Uh, not as good to me. I th- there is really creepy stuff in The Grudge, but it doesn't. It's not one I revisit the same. Um, I watched Poltergeist. Toby Hooper made that one. He made that movie real good. Uh, there was always rumors that Spielberg actually directed it, but I think that's not fair to Toby Hooper. Uh, but that's a great one and one that. Weirdly, I looked up a list because people, our listeners probably know, we try and pick some lighter fare for Halloween when we watch movies. So I made a list of ones we watched in the past, just so I'd kind of had to remind myself. And then I looked up to see online, like, oh, check and see like what some lists recommend for like beginner horror movies. It had like poltergeist and like exorcist and, and alien and shit where I was like, these fucking, these are scary. Like, I, have, these be, I like, have still not watched alien because I think it is too scary for me. I, have you watched a part of it? I've seen clips of it, but I no, I've not watched like, I have not in earnest watched any part of the it, movie. It's pretty great. And it also takes a little bit to get going. And it almost feels like through pop culture, you would probably know some of the beats um, I mean, I you know, know there's that part where the little guy pops out and goes, "Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey." <laughs> out of the out of the spit, yeah, the mouth just. And it is then... funny that in Spaceballs, it is the exact same actor who's like, when it happens, he says, "Not again." So, <laughs> I do like that. Um, uh, I I think you 
could watch it. I'm a little baby with. I think so too, but I don't. I, I don't feel like it's the kind of thing where I'm like, you got to sit down and watch this thing. It's like I think you could handle it, but I. I, I understand both of y'all if, if if there's any movies like that you don't want to see. Yeah, so. I'm I'm just saying that as as a little baby, if you ever like get in the situation where you could watch Alien and you're wondering should I avoid this because it's too bad, uh, I I think it's for the most part pretty all right. But mm. Max, I'm a little little baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched The People Under the Stairs, which is Wes Craven, I believe. Um, and that's a great one about sadistic uh landlords that are trying to knock down all these buildings that um black and hispanic and poor people are living in and um they uh this kid fool and his um girl his sister's uh boyfriend ving rames uh break into their house trying to find like gold that they're apparently hoarding and they run into more than they're bargaining for including the people under the stairs. Wow. The titular characters. Themselves. It does have kind of like a dark comedy ness to it. Um, and it's a weird, I, I just really like it. It's just a very weird kind of concept for a movie, but I, I enjoy it. Um, then I watched the original Halloween from 1978, um, which is good. Another one that like, I feel like on a rewatch is a little slow, but um, there's some really good tense moments. And I wonder, too, with John Carpenter, when he made that score, if he just knew immediately he had an iconic banger because mm-hmm. that Halloween score is so good. Um, Are you going to watch Halloween Ends? The the thrilling. I haven't end? seen the I don't know if I saw the last one kills. So I need to see that. Got a I like I liked the more recent Halloween remake, <clears throat> but um, I haven't seen like that sequel. So. We'll see. I've got a buddy who ranks at the lowest of the Halloweens. So Halloween I, kills as the lowest, the most. Yeah, not, not the one that's coming up with the most recent one. Yeah. Wow. Um. Then I watched. Oh, you know what? This might actually have to go in the next our next category: TV shows we've seen. I don't know what this is. Where do we land on a Marvel special presentation? Oh, you I watched the one-hour long Werewolf by Night. But that's a maybe movie. Should... That's a movie. Okay. Well, I won't go too much about it because I don't know if you guys have seen it yet or if we plan on talking about it for anything, but I really enjoyed it. Different than what I was expecting. Um, black and white um, kind of has the even does a cool like spooky version of the Marvel logo when it comes up mm-hmm. and kind of is leaning into sort of the kind of campiness a little a little bit, not too much, but a leading into the campiness of kind of old horror movies um, and some interesting characters and uh, definitely some surprising characters from Marvel that I am aware of it, but didn't know if they'd be popping up in, in the special. And I hope they do more like this. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's another one of those things where having a little hour long special is maybe a fun way to introduce some characters or even just do it as a one-off and be like, Hey, maybe they'll show up in something, but maybe we're just taking a character and just doing something fun for the holiday. So I enjoyed I'm, it. I'm really um, excited to watch it. And, uh, it's it's interesting that it was announced like a, a month maybe before it came out, which cuts. Yeah, down there were like rumblings, but it feels like they had it almost ready to go. And then we're like, oh, by the way, it's coming out, you know, in October. So that yeah. was pretty cool. Which like cuts down the normal uh, Marvel announcement time for about by about five years or something. <laughs> sure. But people were also like, oh, my God, is there is Black Panther 2 doomed? There's no trailer. And then the trailer did come out, you know, a couple months ago now and people are hyped. So. There, mm-hmm. there. I feel like it's strategic sometimes. Um, finishing up, I also watched Rosemary's Baby, 
Um, terrible movie, but I love that director. Um, no, I'm I'm kidding. The, it is a great film by a, a bad dude. Um, and then I also watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Frederick Krueger film. Mm. Uh, and that, uh, that was fun to revisit too. It does feel like some of these loom so large in uh, pop culture that I'm like, oh yeah, I know Freddy. But it's like, it's like you said about aliens. Like I haven't actually sat down and watched the first Nightmare on Elm Street start to finish in a long time. So that was good to revisit. Cool. Yep. Max, have you watched any movies? Uh, well, I, I actually had to look up people under the stairs because I was like, isn't that a, a rap group? And yes, it is a it's rap both. group in addition to being a movie. Um, they had a lot of time down there to come up with some beats. <laughs> yeah. Were they in the movie? Uh, I I watched the last 10 minutes of uh, Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> so... I'll, oh, the uh, best, the best. No, no, yeah, no, 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 you know, and you know that is a movie that we are going to cover on the podcast, right? No spoilers, yeah, because that's our next episode, so don't don't say too much. Yeah, uh, yeah. Interesting uh, order to, to go at it. Okay. <laughs> also, Max, I think you're going to be an expert on these last ten minutes for when we do cover it next time. You'll be the yeah. expert. We'll. Go I can't to wait to hear much of the the movie we're covering today. You watched. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I won't watch any of the rest, and I'll definitely remember it by the time we cover cool. uh, Hocus Pocus two. But yeah. The, this this and other than that all i watched is the one we're talking about today i watched it yesterday so i hope i remember it jeez oh, okay <laughs> how about you andrew what have you seen uh i watched a an interesting documentary i've watched it before and i've talked about it on here before but an interesting documentary about uh tim heidecker we'll, we'll be the judge of that uh tim heidecker's <laughs> run for uh city council or for the district attorney uh, yes. of san bernardino uh, mr america a uh, hit piece on on Tim. You know, he was wrongfully accused of the death of 19 people at the uh, <laughs> Electric Sun Dance Festival. Um, yeah, uh, not a great documentary in that it's very, uh, it's a lying hit piece on Tim. <laughs> um, so I don't know how I, I, I can't really recommend it, even though I Tim is a great actor. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of, conflict in it which is always fun for a movie but um you know i think it's it see it and judge it for yourself it, there's a lot of mm. facts that they're not getting straight and it's uh, like a well-made doc but it's like morally reprehensible because it's going against i him. mean i wouldn't even say it's well made because a lot wow. of the stuff that they didn't want in the movie got put in the movie you know what i mean so like how mm. well made is that um so you know rosetti the rat of course still the the district attorney of san bernardino which is a crime um but anyways See it for yourself, and you can judge for yourself. I thought Rossetti was the mole that like uh, resets your game in Animal Crossing. That's, mis- that's Mr. Rossetti. Okay, no. close enough though. A mole rat. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, it's right there. A naked then, mole rat. And then we watched uh, Jungle Cruise last night, which was very fun. Nice. Um, I I think when we when we reviewed it, I compared it favorably to The Mummy, and I stand by that. It gets my mummy stamp of 2022. <clears throat> Every year wow. a new mummy is made, and this is the 2022 version of the mummy. So um, congratulations to The Rock. You are this this year's Rick. Uh, Rick whatever. Dalton. Dalton? I don't think. Sanchez. Rick Sanchez. Rick Santorum. He was this year's Rick Santorum. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Rick Grimes. Damn. Damn, son. Take that, Rock. <laughs> Um, I mean, The Rock is technically a Republican, so, um, but yeah, it's a gonna fun, be our president. 
You didn't you hear he took himself out of the running? He's not going to run for president. Oh, that's right. He wants to be a daddy because he wants to be a dad. Um, but it's a very it's fun. I enjoy it. I enjoyed it again. I think it's a very like you know it's a it's a little long, but I can deal with it. It's it's fun and the two of them are, I would say surprise. Like, Emily Blunt and The Rock have a surprising amount of chemistry together, considering yeah. like. You know, The Rock is a super charismatic guy, and so is Emily Blunt's a very charismatic actor. <clears throat> so it's, I guess it's not surprising, but there's just like some people you can put together and be like, I don't know if I really get the vibe here, but I thought they were very good together. So fun movie, and I recommend it. And let's talk about some TV shows we've seen. TV shows we've seen. We've seen. Robert, what did you see? The big three that I'm still watching. Well, I mean, I'm watching She-Hulk too, but the we have the finale as of this record coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, same go with the, the Rings of the Power. Pa- go to the Patreon and hear our thoughts on She-Hulk. Yes, please do. Um, Rings of Power also ending, uh, what is it, this Friday, yeah. Sunday? Um, Friday, I think. Um which is crazy to think of. Uh, I don't know if you guys are current, I but I, I will I be still. I'll still be general about it. But I do like the Hobbit movies. Um, enjoy just being in Middle Earth. But I feel like some of the storylines are kind of boring, kind of taking too long. I understand that they want this to be five seasons, so there's this sort of. It's hard to parse like, oh, I guess I just have to deal with the fact that this is going kind of slow because it's all like set up and be like, don't worry, the next course will be really good. It's like, OK, um, so that's kind of frustrating. I but don't think you I, should have to put up with that stuff. Because, I, like, I don't think they, so either, but it's they, not like it's not bad. It's not like I'm hate watching it. it. It is good. It's just it could be so much better. I think the, um, the, the issue I have is that I think there are parts of the show that are very interesting that I wish they'd spend more time on mm-hmm. versus spending times with the Harfoots, for instance, which like, as which you, I, I think, am interested in the stranger character. Yeah. I think like we talked about tied that. to their storyline. I think you like, and I either talked about that on pod or off pod that. Like, yeah. Yeah. The stranger makes the Harfoots thing interesting, but you spend so much it. time with the Harfoots that you're just like, can we get to whatever this thing is and get back to the interesting parts of the show? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and this last episode, I'm yeah, I'm still being vague, but there was it was kind of like it's also hard because there was this big thing and it feels like a lot of characters could have been in huge danger. But, you know, they have plot armor because they are alive thousands of years from now right. or especially do, one, or do some big thing and haven't done it yet. So one, it's just one like, character in particular who we think is either in danger or perhaps dead is a character that plays a very integral part in the story <laughs> yeah. later or so. Yeah. It'd be like, it'd be like saying like, Oh no, I hope Frodo's okay. It's like, yeah, he hasn't done the, he hasn't done his thing yet. It's yeah, like, fine. An- like Anakin can't be in danger, you know, like mortal danger in like episode two of star Wars. Unless they reveal like, that like someone shot him through the chest and now it's like bionic right. and we never knew that yeah. or something. Um, Gandalf. I mean, he dies and he's back a little bit after that. It's true. I mean, he's one of the, but it doesn't happen to a lot. That's like a mostly a Gandalf thing. It doesn't happen to every character. So, um, he's one of the Valar. So that's, you know, that being said, the other fantasy show I am so high on is house of the dragon. It is so good. 
Uh, this last episode was great. I screamed at one point because of such a shocking uh, thing that happened. Um, uh, could you could you uh, demonstrate yeah, what type us of the, scream give that us was? The scream, yeah. I can't, but you will, uh, you know, Andrew <laughs> will drop one in whatever scream sound effect you want to pull and drop into this part of the episode and make sure you got the timestamp during the record so you know where to put. <laughs> and here I go, and I'm about to show you what the scream was. Oh my God, Robert, I can't believe you screamed I know. right here at 30 the... minutes and 29 seconds. <laughs> That's exactly the, what I expected. The windows vibrated. Like. Um, no, it's very good, and I, I will say like a very minor kind of thing that happens in it, and it was just kind of, and I, I think I saw a tweet or something about it, which was like, these fantasy shows have like dragons and, and magic and dwarves and all this stuff, but like the king walking to his throne in this episode was like such a huge epic scene that was like crazy and you were wondering what was going to happen that like you don't need to have a lot going on like that when you set it up and the characters are good, like even something like that, that sounds that mundane can be great. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think we are going to talk about this on the mini. So I'll just say that still watching Andor and enjoying that and excited to see, I think this next episode as of this record will be kind of the, is it the sixth episode? Will it be kind of the end of the second little arc? Probably. I think so. I think so actually. Um, yeah, so I'm expecting some action, and I think uh, think it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be perilous. Uh, if Rogue One taught us anything, a lot of these rebels aren't long for this world. Yeah. So, yeah, especially uh, Cassian Andor because he's also uh, a Gandalf. He is a mm-hmm. Gandalf. <laughs> uh, uh, that's what I've seen. So, uh, I've also been watching She uh, Hulk and uh, Andor. She Hulk. She Hulk. I've been watching uh, Gilk. <laughs> Gilk. Uh Yeah, they're both good. I, I like them. Uh, I watched Shit's Creek some more. Uh, still digging it. Um, I forget where I'm at. Uh, probably season three, four, or five, or six. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like it. And then uh started another one called landscape artist of the year and i think i watched season five of that one and then some of season three Hmm. where uh it's kind of like the british bake-offs but um you don't really stick with the same people uh for each episode you basically have one episode there will be i think about six uh people who are competing uh, painting a landscape maybe it's more than that but they pick them out. Basically, they send in a submission of of some art that they've done. They pick out a small selection. Then they all go to a place, paint that place, uh, and then they'll they'll pick a winner from that. Uh, they also have a group of fifty people who can just show up that day and uh, paint a, a landscape, and then one of those gets selected. And then at the end of the season. They have all of the winners uh, of the regular artists who came in, the, the cultivated group of artists. Uh, they have them compete with uh, one pick from one of the amateurs or whatever. Yeah, one of the amateurs that comes in. Although, like, it's a little confusing because some of the people whose submissions won and got them on the show as like one of the the standard artists, they're technically like amateur artists. They don't make oh, money sure. off it. They're not professional. Some of them are professional. And it's also interesting because in in some seasons they'll uh, they'll pick the submission from a person 
who actually won as their wild cards. That's what they call the people, like 50 people who show up that day. Uh, so they'll, they'll, um, some of the wild card people will show up later as, um, as like, uh, genuine, the, the artists that they bring in, hmm. but it's, it's kind of interesting or a lot of different styles. People, you know, do painting or lino cuts or, uh, collage work and, uh, choose different things that they focus on. And, uh, it's, it's an interesting watch. I think it's on PBS. Cool. Uh, so. Cool. Yeah, and that's it. That's all I've been watching. How about you, Andrew? Uh, I they released the seventh season of Nailed It on Netflix. It's only four episodes this season because of a production strike, which it was kind of upsetting to hear. Um, that the seems like the working conditions were not great for the production. Team. I didn't know if that was this season. I thought this was a season that was. I thought it was like after it was resolved that it was this season. So interesting. Oh, yeah, it was in the middle of this season. So it's, Got it. they, okay. they only released four episodes. Um, so hopefully the workers of the show can be given better working environment. It's not, it's not a, I would not say this is a, uh, I'm not condemning the hosts of the show or anything. It just, it feels like a issue from the production company and Netflix itself that are not providing the adequate working environment for these workers so hopefully that gets resolved because they deserve to be treated fairly and well and you know the mm-hmm. show's really fun but i would put the obviously i'd put the livelihood and the you know lives of these production people above my entertainment of this show so you know i would love to see the show again i would love for the show to continue but also i would like for these people to get a fair contract and and have good working environment as well so is is the strike still going? As far as I know, it is. I When I was trying to read into it a little bit, which was, you know, like, as the show's happening, I'm like, I wonder why there's only four episodes. And then I looked on my phone and kind of did like a very cursory, cursory, cursory uh, glance of like what the news story was. So I didn't look super deep into like if the whether or not the strike was still going. But as of like the articles written about the show, which were not that long ago, because a lot of people were like, why is there only four episodes? Um like middle of the summer, these articles came out. So it's still ongoing at that point. So, um, I I think I like nailed it. I'm going to hold off until the, until I know the strike is over. Yeah. I don't want to cross a picket line. Yeah. Good for you. Not like the, the scab over here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) How could you? That's basically what I was trying to put out there. Yeah. I just, Uh, although you said you didn't know that the strike was happening. I didn't know about it until I looked at like the episode list. I was like, I wonder why there's only four episodes because we were like in the middle of the second episode. I was like, wow, that's all. I can't believe there's a wonder if they're doing that. Like, you know, Netflix sometimes does a thing where it's like, you know, a little limited special or here's the here's the first half of the season. Then the second half will come out, you know, in like six weeks or something. You're talking about Stranger Things. I think Stranger Things might have been the first time they did that. Right. Well, they I think they did that with like Fuller House and some other things where it's like, here's the first Mm. half of this season. The second half will come out either in like six months or whatever. Um, So they have done it before. I just was. I so, yeah, I'm not giving myself an excuse. I should. We shouldn't have finished after we read it. But, um, you know. We did. At least you can admit it. I mean, it was fucked up. I'm flawed. I'm flawed. <laughs> I'm like everybody else. I'm flawed. What do you want? Um, but you know, fun show. So hopefully that gets resolved in a way that is fair to the workers. You got what you so, want. Fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> those pieces of shit. Um, yeah, I'm also caught up on the Rings of Power. Uh, my my biggest issue with the show is that I think it's 
gross in times in ways that I don't think is necessary for the show to be gross. Like the, I God, I cannot remember anybody's name in this show, but the, the elf, the black elf mm-hmm. is fighting with an orc and he like shoots an arrow into the orc's eye and then the orc oh. like kind of like hovers over him and is just like gushing blood out of his eye onto the elf. Oh yeah. Like, That's, there's no reason for it to be this gross. There's some gross stuff in the movies, but Not it doesn't lean into it. Doesn't like it never gets that gross. And like that yeah. to me is like a decision where they're like, let's make it gory, let's make it graphic. And to me, like that is I can't imagine that there's too many people that are watching the show that are watching it for that reason. And I think there's consequently more people that will be turned off by stuff like that. And so I just don't, it's not an added bonus to the show. It was gross. Tolkien's vision. He, he, he said he loved, he would wow. wish that his books were gorier afterwards. In the Cimmerillion, one of the appendices is like, just yeah. if these are ever to be made into screen. He was like, when you reread my books, picture like it way grosser. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever your sickest fantasies are, they're mine too. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, it was like, again, I, I watched the show. I enjoy it. But I don't, I really don't like it to be that gross. And it just feels like a, like, I don't know who they're trying to attract. Like, you already have the people that are have watched the movies or, like, love the books. And I don't think you need stuff like that. So it's just like, I, ugh. So kind of, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But overall, I'm enjoying the show. So, yeah, that's it for me for T. Oh, Max, you got something? You're just mad because they're introducing new things into there shouldn't the, be the, the heart. Talk. There yeah. shouldn't be. Okay. Okay. Uh, first of all, Durin should not have a black wife. And then, uh, yeah, and she fun. shouldn't, and she shouldn't shoot blood out of her eye on everyone. It's crazy. <laughs> it's Every weird. scene. It's weird. Why does she do that? Um, yeah, those people are losers. Anybody who's complaining about there being black characters on the show are complete lunatics and losers. So. But anyone complaining about excessive gore is a saint is a saint mm-hmm. and you're on my team. And Hashtag thank you for your service. And thank you for your service. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the movie we watched this week on Netflix. It is day shift. I am a vampire. I am a vampire. I am a vampire. I am a vampire. I am a vampire empire. I am a vampire. I have lost my fangs. The day shift starring Jamie Fox, the Fox man and Snoopy and Dave Franco. <laughs> um, Snoopy the dupe man dog. <laughs> Snoopy the dupe man. This is a, a a horror action comedy movie. Um, before we get into plot stuff, would you guys recommend people watch Day Shift on Netflix? I think this was a little better than I was expecting. Um, I feel like it's going to be kind of forgettable. It had its moments. I would give it a light recommendation off the bat, especially if you're just looking for something to throw on on Netflix. Yeah. Max? Uh, I think depending on what you're looking for, it could be a really good movie. I enjoyed this quite a bit. Uh, They had some crazy action scenes. I think they were willing to go goofy with a lot of it. Um, And I... I appreciate that. How about you, Andrew? Um, yeah, so this is a movie that is directed by a stunt actor, and so it it shows a lot that this was a uh, really stunt-heavy, like, choreograph-heavy movie and a little light on story. Um, hmm. So if you 
go in because I watched the trailer beforehand and the trailer very much hits that this is a movie with the vision of the people who choreographed John Wick. <laughs> and so like, I was going to say, I didn't, didn't know that going in, but the way that they like empty, like half their clip into people's heads was very, I was like, feels very John Wick. And like, <laughs> like there's, there's a scene in the movie where like one of them's like, throw me a bullet, bro. And like the bolt leaves the chamber of a gun and then lands in another chamber of a gun. And they, you know, just, <laughs> so it's, it's a movie that is really heavy on cool action sequences and like really creative things like that. But again, a little light on story. Uh, you know, like it, it's a fun, It it's the kind of horror movie I like, which is a movie that doesn't take itself super seriously. It has a lot of fun. So I would also probably give it a light recommendation. Um, Cause it is pretty stupid also, but um, <sighs> it's, it's a, it's a fun, it's also in, in my uh, complaining about the rings of power, it's also pretty gory. So mm-hmm. if you, if that is not your thing, if that's a turnoff for you, then it's not going to be your kind of movie, but it's fun. It's, it's a, it's a pretty harmless two hours. One thing um, they, they really like to do a lot in this movie with uh, probably excessively um, was whenever somebody hit the ground, they would like fold in half. Oh my uh, god! With their leg, <laughs> yeah. Over no one landed just like back. on their back or anything. It was like you, you're, yeah. You had to like <laughs> you land become, on a, your become face. a like a what's it? One of the circus performers or something? Yeah, exactly. Particular. I mean, it was like and humans would frequently hit the ground and nothing would happen. It was always vampires because they were like you know flying <laughs> through the air, but they yeah they would do the fold over circus trick move where your legs sometimes they would use that during fighting at one point there's a woman there's a female vampire like with her legs bent over her head and holding a knife with her foot and attacking with it yeah (laughs) which is a great that was a great moment because jamie fox kind of gives it a look of like what the fuck and like you as the audience are also kind of like wow what the fuck and so it's also one of those things of like you it's hard to tell like how ineffective are vampires if if like they can do stuff like that, like you can't just like, it's not even that you are like fast and can jump and slash people and drink their blood, but apparently you can like bend yourself backwards and attack like adeptly with weapons with your feet. You can contort it, yourself at will. It's so funny that like vampirism endows like perfect choreography and like parkour skills yeah, yes, because yeah. there are char- We see characters <laughs> throughout the movie either as vampires or become vampires. And then they are immediately badass flippers. It's- I thought, yeah, I thought that I think I know exactly who you're talking about, but yeah. the turn turn that happens in like right after, I think there's a jump kick off of the wall that I mm-hmm. <laughs> had me cracked. And it's like, I guess in my brain, if I was, if I became a vampire, I would want to like stretch, see what the limits of my abilities were kind of like Spider-Man jumping off the roof in the first movie. Uh-huh. But like, I don't think I immediately would have the com. I mean, maybe that this is a me a problem. I think <laughs> maybe I just wouldn't have the confidence to do an off the wall jump kick. Robert, of course you people. could. Come on, give yourself you know a break. Come on. Thank you. I Thank mean, you. They, again, they built up this character as not having confidence. That was kind of like uh... you're right. This actually is deeper than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we kind of want to go through it? I did have a question for you guys up top because I don't know if they ever address this, and I'm just curious what you think. Are is it common knowledge that there are vampires That's all a, over the place? That is a great in this question world? because I at the at the offset of the movie, I thought, of course, everybody knows it because there is an agency dedicated, and it's not like doesn't seem like hidden. It seems like very casual. Like you'd walk like, into a bank, and yes, you, like it's that sort of like 
that it's not like yeah it's not like a the the facade of something else and you they don't have like a sign i don't think but it also doesn't seem i think yeah i think like there was stuff like taped up all over it i think and it was they had to go through an elevator they had to say a secret password in order to get into it so yeah i think yeah i think uh snoop dog says it and it just seems like maybe a line that snoop dog would have delivered i took it as a password but it was like purple monkey dishwasher or something like uh-huh. that that he said that didn't make too much sense and then she's like yeah go ahead into the back interesting i and then they went through an elevator and like rather than going up a floor it just opened the back door and then they went through they also okay. mentioned how like this agency needs to contact human law enforcement and let them know if there's like civilians killed which leads me to believe that police are coming upon vampire attack victims all the time and it just seems like it'd be a hard thing to like keep under wraps. It mm-hmm. it didn't have like the feel of like the MIB to me. It was like, oh, you know, there's vampires around and some people go out and kill them. It's like, but then at the end of the movie, not really spoiler alert, but like Jamie Foxx's family is like, huh, you hunt vampires. And I was like, so you don't know? I, I, yeah. I can't tell. I was under, I was going under the assumption that they knew. And that is in fact, why their family broke up was because mm. of his obsession with it. And so when the reveal happens towards the end of the movie that yeah, Megan good is like, you hunt vampire vampires are real and you hunt them. I was like, how can this be news to her? I thought this is the whole reason why they broke up their family. And then she has the realization with me that that is why their family broke up. And I was like, Oh, I guess uh, we're all on the same page here. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Cause uh, yeah, I think Jenny, Jenny was wondering about that too, but like they, she, she comes up to Jamie Foxx and basically says like, you're always, uh, covering up for things you're never telling me the whole truth like that's why they they broke up and she's like he he had just come from killing uh two vampires and she says what were you doing and he was like oh, i was cleaning a pool uh and then um and then she says well where was that pool and he won't tell her where it is and so mm-hmm. i figured yeah he's keeping secrets from her she doesn't know about this and then later when he's getting attacked by vampires uh and he goes uh, on the run from them, he realizes that that they're after him, but he has his daughter with him. Uh, he like puts the headphones on her and makes her look at her iPhone app, and then drives a hundred miles over like every single speed bump and over a bunch of things. And she's just like having a great time. Yeah, that that part was hilarious. But also, it's like another example of him trying to hide it, even though it should have been so ineffective. Uh, although it it wasn't for whatever reason, because they're willing to go goofy with this movie. Yeah. The read I got from the the scene where you're talking about where he, she says he went to go clean somebody's pool was that, I to me, the, the read I got from that was that he didn't want to tell her that he just murdered an old woman like that was like maybe in their neighborhood or something. Mm. And so that was kind of the read I got from that was like, I don't want to admit to you that the person I just killed was Mrs. You know Jenkins down the road. And then with uh, the daughter, it was just more like, I'm about to drive in a very scary way, and I just kind of want you to not be present for me, like, going over a, 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 a hill and, like, driving down this, this you know, giant hillscape or something like that. So I... I see. Yeah. I think, like, you're probably right. If, I'd been, if I had been paying closer attention to this very loose story, <laughs> I probably would have also realized that most people don't aren't aware that there are vampires, but in the... In the sort of way that I was paying attention to the movie, I sort of thought it was kind of a widely known thing that there were vampires. Yeah, I was I was trying to pay attention, but I just I was having a hard time parsing if it was like that commonplace or not. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I should have assumed that like otherwise it, it's like 
I forget what is the the brothers van like what does it say they do they they don't do it doesn't say like uh-huh. vampire killers but they also have a social media presence so it's like, it like are they famous for... i think it was like like electronic installation i think so that's what i mean so like are they famous and are instagrammable because they're famous installers of tvs or because <laughs> right. everyone actually knows they hunt vampires right i got the impression that they were only famous among other vampire hunters oh maybe, maybe their, so. their profile is set to private and they're just like anyone in the union is like these guys yeah, are so yeah, dope could be i don't know but, I, yeah, I, they clearly the thing i should get as super hung up on i was just like <laughs> curious about it here's they cl- they didn't make it clear well, obviously yeah. i think that's like uh like three out of four people or like somewhat uh in the dark about day shift yeah wow. <laughs> i did kind of like the like the minutiae of Oh, you got these teeth? All right. Well, there's union dues. You have to pay these. Also, these are juvenile teeth, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is not, you know, this is an older vampire. I like that there was different kinds of vampire. I like that little bit of world building was fine. But they they spent a lot of time with exposition, which I think is like par for the course with vampires sure. because they're so there's such a wide variety of what vampires have been in the the past. They've all got fangs, but you know, sometimes they sparkle. Sometimes they can't go over water. Sometimes they, you know, have to have all this other stuff. Yeah. There's, they made a whole thing of like the bullets are wood, but they have like silver in them or something. Isn't that right? Yeah. And then like, yeah, you have to, you have to shoot them with wood to the heart and then decapitate them with with silver. silver. And so like, yeah, they, they, and then he says like, you can cut off their head with silver, but it doesn't always work, which is sort of like foreshadowing later. It works Um, on some different types of, uh, vampires, but not the other ones. And there's like uber vampires and stuff. Okay. Also answer me this is the main vampire woman. Is she the only one that did like the super speed, the whole movie? Yes. Why? Why she's did the they oldest. fought other uber vampires like she's that powerful I that wish, she can do that? I wish they had done a little more to show us what the difference, like how these different vampires are actually different. Because all we hear is Dave Franco go like this one, you know, there's there's there, these there's Eastern, Western, Spider and blah, blah. And it's like, OK, what does that mean? Right. Like, I, and, and like the only real thing you get is, well, these two don't stay together because of this reason. They don't camp with this one because of this. And I wish you had gotten some ex like actual like on-screen showing of how these vampires that would have been a fun like a cutaway to like seeing like a house of vampires yeah. and why that wouldn't work because i think he says like spiders eat the food of like eastern and western they like, should have they had are... like a what we do in the shadows cutaway of like a the that would have been fun living together yeah i think that would have been fun and then like end the scene with jamie fox just kicking the door in and like blowing them all away or something <laughs> the, sh- the fx show ends at that point too um yeah it is so funny like they also go to that house. Uh, there's a scene later on where they where we mentioned the, the two brothers that are kind of famous hunters. The Nazarian brothers. Yes. They go in and they kill some vampires. And then the top floor must have mm, 27 <laughs> vampires upstairs because they all at different times come. To, they don't all rush them at once, which would probably be the move. They all come down at different times. There was also one, one hanging out in a closet. <laughs> There's one that like, yeah, is contorted in like a vent yeah. and like comes out and it's like, what were you doing? This this is your coffin? What is it? What was going on? Um, um, I also thought it was weird that the Desarian brothers didn't come back later. Like they were just there for one <laughs> set piece and they didn't even leave at odds. Like they actually left as friends. Yeah, because so, I was waiting for the turn of like, oh, you think you're we're letting you walk away with all those teeth? Like, no, we're not, you know, 
we'll split it 50-50. You can get all the loot here and we're taking the tea. I, th I thought yeah, there'd be I, conflict well, thought, or some other appearance. I thought they were going to like up the stakes where these guys are the best in the hey, entire business. But, oh, <laughs> nice. I didn't even notice. Um, but like these guys are the best in the business besides for Snoop Dogg. And um, like e even they couldn't stand up to these vampires, right? And they get overtaken, but that didn't happen. No, <laughs> they, they, just, they, like, they, they took out through all it. 45 <laughs> vampires in that house. And then they it, split evenly the the share of the fangs, and then they leave as friends. And so I was like, when the yeah. big set piece happens later, where they like have to take on the Uber vampire and all of her underlings, I thought, well, their backup is going to be the Nazarian brothers coming back. They are gone. Like they just do yeah. not exist for the rest of the movie, or coming back and then getting you know vampirized or killed or anything, just something. Yeah. I know um, that one of those guys is a another stunt actor. Yeah, uh, one of the two, the the guy who's not in uh, Shameless. But uh, like it could have been that they were just, you know, he's just friends with the director. The director's like, you know, I just want a crazy action scene right here. Come on in and, and you know, we'll hook you up and you can uh, <laughs> wear this gear. Right. The, the black, black uh, bulletproof vest. With also, based on what they said, there were like juvenile vampires, which are like newly turned vampires. Their teeth aren't worth very much because they haven't been around very long and are smaller teeth or whatever. He kills like four or five of them in a bowling alley early on. And he's like, hey, the thing is, though, it's a numbers game. If you kill enough, you know, shitty ones, it all adds up. And it's like, OK, Andrew, you just said like, yeah, like 45 vampires if you <laughs> like, were, were killed in that house. They split it evenly. I feel like and none of them didn't seem like they were juveniles. So I have to be like, didn't you make enough money? Right. Is your day over? Like, what, the, what happened? That is sort of the the like ticking clock of the movie is that he has to make enough money to get his ex-wife and kid to stay in LA versus moving to, I forget where they're going to Florida. Move to Florida. Florida. Um, uh, yeah. Because like they can't afford uh, tuition otherwise. And right. The kid would have to move somewhere. Yeah. Right. So he has this like ticking clock of trying to make enough money. So he's trying to kill as many vampires as possible. So he re, well, it's also for his kids braces. Don't forget. <laughs> oh yeah. Lisa Day needs trip. braces. Your daughter needs braces. Um, so yeah, he's trying to. He has to rejoin the Vampire Hunter Union mm -hmm. to in order to get more money. And then they assign him a, a like a basically a bean counter in Dave Franco a to make sure that he's kind yeah, of a... to make sure that he's doing it correctly. Early on, I thought that this was going to be. It felt like way too anti-union. I was like, okay, they're just you know like he's talking about yeah, all he's the like, uh, union dudes. Like, what do you guys stuff? actually yeah. protect? And they're like. <laughs> They're like, nothing, really. People shouldn't unionize. In the real world, too. <laughs> In the real world, too. <laughs> One of the vampire rings is like a Starbucks union meeting, and like it's just like, see? They were the bad guys the whole time. Jamie Foxx turns to camera, just like, what is this? Um, so yeah, he's he has this caseworker assigned to him to make sure that he's doing the job correctly. Um Dave and his boss is basically like setting him up to be like, you want to get promoted? Find like find every infraction this guy has, right. and like he will get kicked out, which will make me happy, and then you will get Carol's desk or whatever. Right. So also, they, Carol didn't come back. Hey, it's yeah. Here's another weird thing that like this guy, the boss was so uh, like he really hated Jamie Foxx's character and said that he had like broken all of these rules and that he was like the worst he'd ever seen. But then you look at the work that like Snoop Dogg and these two guys that everyone 
idolizes. And it's essentially everything that Jamie Foxx was doing. There was nothing different right. between what Jamie Foxx was doing, and what he was doing. They didn't really establish why, uh, why he would be so hated mm-hmm. compared to How everyone. He's else. such a loose cannon. Like, what has he done to like get this reputation? Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. I think you want. You think I'm going to put you back on the night shift? Like after all of that shit you did, it's like what? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and also, like some of the stuff that he did was, uh, like do things in public where you could get caught, right? Like some of the sure. stuff was, you, you know, like you did this within, uh, whatever distance of a party that was happening next door. Uh, like, wouldn't that be less likely? to cause suspicion in the night shift and the fucking day shift. Well, right. Shouldn't like, there, like if also, if the issue is that he was caught doing it in the day, why do they have day shifts? It seems like the day shift. I mean, it's like, it's just easier because like you're confined to like a building and like, you couldn't like potentially like, like a vampire could chase you down and kill you. They're more powerful at night. So it makes sense that like, that's a more chill shift, but like it's, it's not when the vampires are like active or as like profitable. It feels like, but then also they, when they, and also uh, like, what do they, what do they can't have to save night shift for the sequel to this cool movie? When they go into this hive, right. Where 40 of them attack, Mm -hmm. one of them ends up getting up and running away. They try and shoot him, but don't get him. And he runs out the door. And Uh uh, so like they have this thing where they explain that there's secret sunscreen, illegal sunscreen that they put on. That, yeah, that protects them for about 20 minutes while they're outside. Uh, and so these vampires are able to just run outside, even though they would burn otherwise. But anyways, they mentioned that, too. Like, this guy can survive for 20 minutes. He just ran out the door. You have the the two best vampire hunters with Jamie Foxx that just kind of shoot the shit after that, after watching him run out. That was another example of, like, this is what you got in trouble for last time is kind of like letting this stuff go. Uh-huh. And yet you have the the best guys in the business doing the exact same thing going like, yeah, no, that's no problem. A vampire just ran out after we shot him, after the blood got on the ground, that the black like vampire goo blood got on the ground and is clearly like his, his back would be a gaping wound right. uh, for a while with the like, like everything would be so obvious. The other thing is, like Jamie Foxx at the very beginning when he clears out that first house, um, like he's wearing coveralls and everything and they get covered in vampire blood. And in order to cover that up, he grabs a, like, oh, like a, a moon or a yeah. dress from, from there and walks out there. I was like, is this supposed to be less suspicious that than somebody a, wearing coveralls with some goo on them? That's exactly what I thought was if I saw Jamie, like somebody walking out of an old woman's house wearing her muumu versus wearing like a, <laughs> a coveralls with gunk on it, I'd be way more suspicious yeah. about the person wearing the muumu. Yeah. It just looked like oil or something. Like, oh yeah, he was working on a car. Right. <laughs> Or it got dirty because he was working under the fence or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah any yeah. number of like, but yeah, wearing her dress was like a very weird decision to be like, here's how I'll fit in. Also, it seemed like the the vampires were really setting themselves up to be hunted by having like 15 different air conditioners outside every single vampire house. Because <laughs> apparently vampires needed cold in this one. Another thing that wasn't really explained in the um, in the extra exposition a, that they had that's an extra from samaritan that you have to you have to pay attention to those universes connect because if if they overheat you know uh, they expel you know what i mean yeah they start steaming yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that was a funny funny thing when uh, snoop dogg first showed up and they kind of have like vampires when they get into the sun it, i think it takes place right after the scene where vampires get into the sun and start burning there 
And then they have Snoop Dogg coming out of his car and uh, like there's the the smoke coming off of his legs. And then they like they scroll up and it's just Snoop Dogg. And he's just uh-huh. in, in smoking in his car. It's <laughs> he's not a vampire or anything. That's pretty funny. <laughs> There's, I mean, yeah, there are some very enjoyable, funny parts of this movie. Um, yeah, so eventually Dave Franco gets turned into a vampire. Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx cuts his head off, and then he spends the rest of the movie. So it doesn't kill him. Um, he just because, kinda... because he didn't shoot uh, the the wood into his heart first. Yeah, because that was another thing of like, why didn't he die after he got his head cut off with silver? I think you have to do the one and then the other. It's a it's all operation thing. You have to do one. St- you have to can't do step two without doing step one first. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. to start all over. So yeah, Franco gets turned into a vampire. They have a very funny little gag where he's trying to keep his head on his shoulders. And eventually when he does drink some blood that heals him. So then he's a full headed vampire. Yeah. Again. What a lucky thing. Why was he able to do that? Could other vampires do that? I, the thing I didn't really get is so he go Jamie Foxx goes to his neighbor who he suspects is either working for or is a vampire. Mm-hmm. He then goes to her after Franco gets his head cut off, and then it, the main bad vampire kidnaps his ex-wife and daughter. He goes to her for some reason, and she admits that she's been spying on him, but she's actually a good vampire, even though she was spying on him on purpose. Um, she's a good vampire who means well, so they team up. She gives him the blood to heal Dave Franco, and then the three of them storm this vampire castle with no backup snoop dog to show up um he didn't bring enough bullets to use his gun for more than two scenes yeah i, I was wondering how you felt about the very fallout probably inspired big bertha <laughs> gun that he had i loved like, like i loved how like compact the actual little minigun was but like he has a huge backpack on and then he's like i'm out and it's like what do you mean <laughs> you had you have a whole backpack <laughs> That's just the rest of the movie is him just shooting with that gun, clearing every room that they go into. Would have been and handy. this is also around the time we get the very, I mean, there's John Wickiness throughout, but like this tunnel scene, in fact, there's a pretty corny moment where like Snoop Dogg is barely moving and like someone comes up and he kind of grabs their arm and flips them around and it's all just in a shot pulling back. So it really feels like it could have used a little bit of a snappier edit on sure, that. Sure. It, look, it, just, it really looks like the choreographed and they're like, all right, should we go for real now? And then he's like, no, I'm good. Like that was good. It's like, sure, okay, all right. It's like that. Scene I'm wondering. I'm wondering, all right, Mr. That, Dog. I'm wondering if that was take fifty, and they were like, "All right, this is <laughs> what we're getting. This is as good as we're getting." Yeah. It did remind me of. I have either of you seen Bowfinger? No. Yes, I've Steve seen it. Martin Eddie Murphy movie. There's a a scene at the end where they they're putting together like a it's a fake movie trailer for a movie that Bowfinger and. Eddie Murphy's character are doing, which is like they go and fight like a bunch of ninjas in a warehouse. And it's both of them doing their own like fight choreography, but it's really cheap. But it's, it's like, like good martial artists doing like having to like sell the punches. So it's like, you know, like Eddie Murphy's character going like, huh, huh like that. And then like somebody doing like a backflip like three times in the air. Mm-hmm. It's like a really weak punch. So it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah. A lot of this, you could. The stunt, the stunt people were going so hard. It was like <laughs> yeah. really, yeah. They are. It is good. It's yeah, fun. The director was uh, clearly like, "Do your shit. Like, get your shit in. This is your time to shine." And then Jamie Foxx was like, "What am I supposed to say?" And he's like, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Say like, of, say like flip or something. There were a lot of lines that Jamie Foxx kind of delivered to himself under his breath that yeah, seemed very ad lib. There was one point, in, like in particular, where he, at one point, he says like. 
he's getting beat up and he says, I should have gotten a different job. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's so true. Cause they kind of mentioned that in the beginning. Like, why are you trying to get back into vampire hunting? If it's, it's not going to pay much. Like, why yeah, like how much money, else? like how much more can you make than anything else? Like he's a big fit guy. I don't know. It, and it seems like pools are a good business in California. So is he not doing his pool job at all? It's also like, it's Jamie Foxx. So like he's handsome as hell. He's really funny. And so you'd be like, why isn't he an actor in this universe? Like he's, he's <laughs> mm-hmm. he could just be like charisma filled Jamie Foxx and just go act too. But no, he's got to use those quip on them vampires. There's a guy li- that looks like him named Jimmy Wolf. Who's already a famous oh, no. actor. And he can't oh, break. No. He can't break in. Uh, I, I thought there were also some like beyond just the stunt work. There was some interesting camera work that was being done, which I guess is kind of like in the, in the line of choreography, but they did like cinematic choreography yeah. where like, especially during the car chase scene, there's one shot where they start inside the car. The camera lifts up through the sunroof and then the car drives off. So it was like, wasn't even connected at all. It was a little like raid redemption-y kind of. Yeah. Like. And there were, there were a bunch of other ones where I don't know if they were doing like a, a big crane shot. Or they definitely they had some drone shots. Drone in the shots. Chase. Yeah, I think so. And, and it would like go from one car across the street, follow a couple motorcycles as they meet back up. It, it, a lot of it was pretty cool. Yeah. I think this is a, like, I, you know, there's a, the, as we said at the top, this is a movie that is a little shallow on story stuff, but it's a really fun, like the action's good. It's a well shot movie. Obviously the choreography and the stunts mean a lot to the director. So it's well made in that sense. And Jamie Foxx is funny. Like he's just, he's a joy to watch on screen. He's like, you know, I said it, he's full of charisma. Like every time he talks, I'm just like, God, He's so good at this. Like he's, he's got a great relationship with his daughter in yeah. this. And uh, I think like him and James Franco make a fairly funny couple. Dave Franco. Dave Franco sorry. I wish, uh, you know, that I'll say one critique. I wish they didn't harp so much on him peeing his pants. That felt a little like mean spirited and like, just like, look at this fucking wimp. How much he pees his pants. Look at this little dork. And so like, I wish it was a little less heavy on that. Cause he pees his pants twice. And it's just like, yeah. okay, like, but I kind I, of, okay. I like Jamie Foxx's reaction. I, I, I don't too. know. I uh, didn't mean to interrupt you, but like oh, Jamie no. Foxx's reaction is like, you're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. The the third beat to me of like, he becomes a vampire. He kills some vampires. And then he's like, Hey, I did a good job. Right. And look, I didn't pee my pants. And then like the neighbor's like, well, vampires can't like pee or poop. So <laughs> almost implying like you probably would have uh-huh. if you were physically capable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 we've, we've done little nitpicks and stuff about it, but I think overall, like it's like we said, kind of at the beginning, it's a light recommendation for me. Cause it's like, not, I don't know if it'll loom large in my mind after this, but it's, it's not offensive or anything. No, it it was, feels very, it feels like fun enough. Yeah. It's so. a fun watch and definitely set itself up for a sequel because towards the end of the movie, Snoop Dogg gets bitten by vampires and then he sacrifices himself to let Jamie Foxx progress. But then at the end of the movie, manhole opens up and there's Snoop still alive. And then and then he delivers the last line of the movie, which I thought was so dumb and so like fun because it was so stupid. But I, it was something like uh, the thing I love what? about L.A. is all the vampires or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is a play on the Lost Boys, which is like the worst thing about, you know, this little town is all the vampires or whatever. And then they yeah. start playing a Snoop Dogg song. Yeah, which I couldn't tell if he made for the 
the movie or not? Probably not. Probably, Probably just not. like a song. He's like, sure, you can use this one. <laughs> oh, and then the, <laughs> the song during the credits where they take the clip of Dave Franco. I got it. I got the right Franco this time. Nice. They take a clip of Dave Dave Franco talking about. I don't know. It's some the last one of the last lines that he delivers in the movie about being a vampire or something like that. They take it and they put it over an electronic beat. It, it just sounds like really strange coming from Dave Franco. But <laughs> I don't know. It seemed to fit. Yeah. Any final thoughts on the movie before we head out? Yeah, go check it out. It's on Netflix. It's it's free if you got Netflix. So why not? Right. Halloween. Rob. Uh no, I've said my piece. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Namaste. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.